You're listening to the Ladylike Podcast. So, this week, um, I'm doing something a little different. It felt kind of weird to just record a normal episode and and ignore everything going on. So, instead, um, I have collected a few live stories from previous episodes, um, and they are all from really funny black women that we have had on the Ladylike stage over the years. So, our first story comes from Thenya Dunda. Thenya is a Los Angeles comic, and she runs a show called Binge Comedy. This was recorded in April of 2019. Here's Thenya. Hey guys, what's up? got my name right without doing the other bit, like the tag. I told her to say Thenya from Kenya because my name is really hard and it's like the only way that people are ever going to remember my name is just like Thenya from Kenya and they go, oh my god, it rhymes. I'm like, yes, and we do this little bit together. <laughs> and she wanted to rob us of that bit. <laughs> so I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Thenya from Kenya, I don't sound like it, I know. I grew up in Canada. That's why I sound white. <laughs> Just clear things up right off the bat. You know what I mean? Um, I here's the thing about sounding white, right? I I this this really happened to me. I I sound so white that like after the movie Get Out came out. People came up to me out of concern. <laughs> they were like, are you okay? <laughs> Is there a black person dying to get out? Uh, they were right in so many ways. <laughs> but let's get to why I'm not a lady, okay? Um, Oh man, like I was never gonna be a lady. Like I, like when I was thinking about like what I was gonna talk about for this show, I was like, okay, like what do I know about being a lady? Nothing. And um, <laughs> like my mom is like a super fan. I was like, I'm gonna put all all my nice things on. I was like, palazzo pants, right? Uh, cute things. Um, I'm a lady. Uh, so, anyways, like just like growing up. I, like, I would hear things, my parents are African, and we had like a lot of like international families around, and I would hear things like, uh, ladies are to be seen and not heard. Not right? <laughs> She's like, yeah! I heard that discriminating shit, too! <laughs> Snap for that. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? And so like, I guess I'm doing stand-up, which is like, I'm seen and heard, bitch! When I was 16, uh, like my dad said something to me that like really cemented everything for me, and he said, oh, "You're not domesticated," <laughs> which is great, right? Because he raised me, right? <laughs> like my mom was just like out there living her best life, so I was just like, it was such a proud moment. I was like, yes, we're just out here being free. And so, like, to prove my dad wrong, I got married last year. Yes! A bitch is 
ever rebellious? Was he ever just like, screw you, Joseph. You ain't my daddy. Right? And then at 33, he was just like, fuck this, I'm gonna go live with my real dad. Next story is from Victoria Vincent. Victoria is a Chicago comic and this was recorded in September of 2019. Here's Victoria Vincent. We sold our words for property. So good, so good. Um, I, like, I didn't want to be here tonight, not because of this. I really wanted to be here yesterday. But then today, you guys, you know how depression works? You just wake up and you're like, I'm not going to be sad, but I'm going to be. Um, and then I got to work, and that all fucked it up, and then I'm here now. So I thought I'd, you know, make it better or ruin it with comedy. <laughs> I think my coworkers think I'm gross because they think I spend all day in the bathroom, like, because I have IBS, but really, I don't have IBS, I just play Diner Dash for like, you know? <laughs> No worries, I don't need to see them. Uh, and I've actually beat the whole game. So I'm concerned. Um, but when Gina asked to be on the show, I like I was trying to think of gross things and I was like, oh okay, like I don't know why the first thing that came to mind was sex. Sex isn't gross in society, like it shouldn't be gross unless you're doing it right. And then it's like disgusting as hell. talk about face sitting. I don't sit on people's face, but lots of men ask me to sit on their face. So, but that's not about me then. So the story wasn't about me, that it's about white dudes who keep asking me to sit on their fucking face. I'm like, how is that? That's not gross to me. That's just weird for them. And we all know that white dudes are weird. So that's not a story that I need to tell. I was like, don't make it about them. I, I thought I'd ask my friends. That was a fucked up idea. That was a reason for them to just give me a bunch of reasons of what I'm doing wrong. I was like, oh, like you guys, like what? What's some gross things you done? Like one time you left a crumb on a table, and I was like, that's not gross. That's petty. <laughs> okay, that's that's like we're not even on the same page anymore. These people, they're just rude as hell. Oh, no, and then I was like, okay, I I don't think this is gross, but I was like a weird kid, um, super weird. I I used to like host TV shows in my bathroom where I would eat shaving cream. <laughs> on my face to see if they would land in my mouth. And then one time, 
they landed in my mouth and went to my throat. So, and I, toasted, I was like, I was terrified that I was gonna die, but I'm, I commit to that. So I just was like, if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. If the penny kills me, I'm here for it. Uh, and it's a single person. No, I just, I've always been like that type of person um, in life. Like, I, I was thinking more things. I was like, okay, what can I talk about? So yes, I have PCOS, which is fun for everyone. I don't know if you know what PCOS is, but it's basically a disease where you um, somehow grow a beard, but are also balding at the same time. It's like a fun one. I'm like Paul Giamatti's fatter, blacker sister. <laughs> We're doing so many things together. Uh, also more talented. <laughs> he, you know, whatever. <laughs> but it, it's funny because like I was on a dating site and this guy was like, hey, do you like guys with facial hair? And I was like, yeah, how about you? Like, what do you feel about facial hair? I'm doing it too. Um, it's also like one that gives you like a kind of deep voice, which is, I would be okay with it if my voice was like Louis Armstrong and I'd just be like, I feel like that's what, that's not what his voice sounds like, but that's his, me attempting to do his voice. Which is like a lot of, that's not it. It's not even close, I was trying to sing It's a Wonderful Life. Not It's a Wonderful Life, It's a Wonderful World. where I could barely even spell PCOS. That's a joke. I should have been able to spell that. Um, and you know, I would say that the only difference between me at 13 and 26 is that like, at 26, I um, was way more into good Charlotte fan fiction than I was at 13. <laughs> 13, I was just getting started. 26, I'm like deep into that. Writing it, reading it, submitting it. Um, no, so yeah, when I was diagnosed, it was a little bit hard. Like, you know, I was 13, it was young. Like, people don't understand what it is, and uh, my parents didn't understand um, at all what was going on. My dad's a doctor, and um, that surprises people because you guys are racist. <laughs> and so, like, my parents, like, none of us, we knew, we didn't know what to do with it. It's just like this thing that was. It's still constantly being diagnosed, and most people don't understand it. What PCOS stands for is polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, and it's just like a, it just fucks with your hormones, so no God's end. And so, like a lot of times, like I had no idea what was going on, and neither did anyone else, including the doctor. So that that was frightful. It's like, what's going on? They're like, we're learning too. Um, no, and so it didn't really have too much effect on me until I was starting to get older. Like they put me on medications and I was stable and that was fine. And then when I got into college, I had a fun experience with like all of the abscesses on my body. And I like I like was cool with it because again, my dad's a doctor and like I like like I would sometimes just like be on his computer and just you know swipe right and there was someone's surgery pictures and I was like that's fair. Um, but so I didn't really know a whole lot to do with it and it kind of had tamed down for a little bit and then I would just be like 
Like, imagine going to college and, like, your roommate finding you, like, performing surgery on yourself in your bed. And you're like, oh, this is awkward. Um, I'm just going to cut this right open and let it bleed out. Um, which no one asked for, except for me. That was fun. I, before that, I had bought a Wii game for surgery. And they don't make it in America anymore. But, it's, but, it's, but they do in Japan, and it's super fun. I still play it. And my friends would always tell me, because there was like this part where a character would scream, Doctor! When the patient was dying, which happened a lot with my patients. And I was, it was a Wii game. You actually really searched. It was everything. It was, we were all there for it. Um, but it got like it got worse and worse. You know, like living in like with college roommates, it was hard. I, I got diagnosed with sleep apnea, and like here, let me tell you a little about sleep apnea. It's um, it's like going to sleep and uh, like stop breathing, like for fun, just in the middle of whatever's happening. And so on top of that, I was like, okay, like what's the next? It's pretty much the only thing I inherited from my father. Not the smarts, but the but the sleep apnea, uh, where I'm just like snoring and then I'm like, I'm alive. <laughs> Every day is a guest, okay? It's like doing poppers, and I'm here. I was like waking up in the morning for me, I'm like, there I am, she's there, she's awake. Um, <laughs> like it's weird to go through that like in your early 20s because most people don't expect that. It's hard to deal with that with friends and I'm like, okay. Like, I would be just be, like, constantly pussing everywhere. I had, like, that sounded worse than it was. It's hard to tell level of grossness because I don't think I'm gross. So when you ask other people, like, it's like, oh, okay, that's a gross thing. But if you're like, no, that's normal. Like, did you guys not eat pizza off the floor when you were drunk? Like, are we not all doing this? Did you not let a pizza that you ordered at midnight sit until 8 a.m. and then eat it? Like a savage over the sink. We've all done it. And if you're saying that you haven't, then you're lying. I did this two nights ago. I went to Costco. And Costco is fun when you're single because um, you can buy enough stuff until you die. <laughs> and when you're single, it's just like there's, there's so much you could get there. And it's never going to run out. And I bought a rotisserie chicken because they're, they're so good. <laughs> and then I literally, like, I am not eating Saturday. I got drunk on Saturday and I ate that chicken over the sink. Like, someone who's never been trained in society. <laughs> I was raised by wolves. And like, it's, I wasn't. That, this, if my mother saw me do that, she would be so upset. My mom's like a combination of like Emily Gilmore and um, Lucille Bluth. <laughs> if either of them were black. And like, they're not, it's fine. <laughs> but you know, my mother thinks we're white, so that, that works for some people, I guess. <laughs> For me, it did not for very long, um, but I've always been like a gross person. I literally, I, I think people's definition of grossness is just like dependent on what they understand. I don't think I'm gross, but at the same time, I ordered a pizza once while I was throwing up. <laughs> after I had given myself food poisoning, and not even from something I had cooked on like that, I waited a week and a half to eat a piece of chicken, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna fight you on this. I called everyone, they're like, yeah, you shouldn't eat it. And I was like, bitch, I'm gonna eat it. Like, do not tell me what to do. If I'm gonna eat it, I'm gonna eat it. And then, what's 
experience, I lost 10 pounds that week. So. <laughs> that was so good for me. I ate, I drank a lot of Gatorade, and I had a pizza that I threw up almost immediately. <laughs> um, no, like, I, I, like, I've been sick most of my life, and when I was in college, you know, I had a lot of rough rounds. I, like, I had an issue where, like, I was trying to lose weight, like a normal fucking part human, and I started working out, and then I, like, keeled over in pain one day when I got home, and my roommate took me to the hospital, and then it turns out that I had, like, given myself uh, torsion, which is when you turn your ovary on itself, and you cut off blood flow to your ovary, and I did that from working out, and I have never worked out since. <laughs> That is it. We did it the one time. Here we are. Um, so when I went to the when I went to the uh, ER at my like I was in college at the time, so I went to an ER in like a, a school in Southern Ohio, which is not somewhere you want to be at the ER. <laughs> and like the person, she was afraid of my doctor, my dad because he's black. No, she was afraid of my dad because he's a surgeon and she's a resident. Um, and. She's like, have you ever had a pelvic ultrasound? And I was like, no. And she's like, it's a lot like having sex. And I was like, I've never had, I had never had sex. And I, but I didn't want to be a fucking bitch. I was like, yeah, I've had sex. I'm cool. <laughs> and then, which is like, because the pelvic ultrasound, they basically just stick it up your hoo-ha, and like, they look around. And I was not ready. And instead of explaining I wasn't ready, I just said, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking cool, bitch. I've had, I've had penises up there. And uh, that was not correct. I did not have had penises up there. I mean, it wasn't that bad. It was just like a lot of pressure. And then we're fine. And then we had the surgery. And we're so good now. That was, nope. And then fast forward. We weren't good. Um, then the abscesses turned into like contagion level abscesses. If you guys have ever seen the movie with Nicole Kidman, where everyone dies from viruses that you can't cure anymore, that's fine. It's, that was her best work, I think. <laughs> and um, so I had to get surgery, and it was so fun for me and everyone else involved. I actually had to go to a plastic surgeon, and I was so excited for this, because I was like, I'm very Real Housewives. <laughs> but don't don't place me in Atlanta. I'm like Vicky from Orange County, who's like just this crazy, batshit old woman who has no sense of anything. That's me right now at 26. And I, I, like, I had to have that surgery, and um, it, it wasn't, the surgery wasn't that bad. Uh, my, my surgeon actually has a Snapchat, and she was like, oh, can I put your surgery on Snapchat? And I was like, you know what? Why the fuck not? Um, and after that, she put me on Snapchat, and um, I, was, I told him, this is why grossness is like, again, it's a spectrum. And she put it on Snapchat, so I sent it to all my friends, like, you guys, go watch my vagina be opened up. Because um, it's fun for everyone. I actually got incis I have eight incisions where she cut open. I have like scars here, and like here, here, and here, and here. No, there's nothing back there. But everywhere else. And um, I don't know, I thought it was like a normal thing to ask your friends. Are you guys not posting your vaginal rejuvenation surgeries to your friends' Snapchats? That's fair. Um, but then like she like, so I had a lot of scar tissue because I've been getting abscesses since I was 16. So this was like, this was like, eight years later. And what she did was she like removed a whole section of the front of my badge 
And, um, but then she, there's this one picture on her uh, thing where she held it up like a, like, like the white men on Tinder hold up fish. <laughs> she was holding up the, like the, all the scar tissue and she was like, If anything, guys, my vagina is tight now. <laughs> that was that was four years ago. Um, I think that's math. I think it's still tight. It, you know, it's tight. Um, <laughs> but I thought that that was a perfect. She literally like it was like Guinness World Record thing. She like sent a picture for holding it, and then a picture for weighing it. And I'm like, bitch. When we consented to this, I thought you were gonna do before and afters, not just a detailed thing of what you took out of my fucking body. Which is a bunch of, now my vagina, I mean, it looks great. I'm basically six again. Like, it's, it's tight. Oh, no, you guys, you've been great. Uh, my vagina is very tight, guys, call me. Um, Alright, thank you so much. Our final story is from Nitra. Nitra is a Chicago comic and this was recorded in September of 2019. Here's Nitra. We sold our words for Woo! Give it up for all the ladies you sing tonight, everybody. Anybody smoke weed in here? Hey. 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 
banana, just, just dry as fuck. Now, usually, I get that good porno spit. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that good bubbly, foamy spit that have you looking like a St. Bernard by the mouth. You know what I'm talking about? That shit that stretches like mozzarella cheese and shit. transaction. <laughs> we're bartering and trading, okay? We're bartering and trading. During this transaction, I couldn't get any spit. All I could do was tool. <laughs> you know there's no spit with tool. It's just tool. Like the only thing that was on the dick was tongue particles, is what I'm saying. That's tool. Every time I say tool, the little spit, that's what flew out on, on the dick. And then I tried to rub it in real fast, and he was like, oh, they don't come in wings only, huh? <laughs> so I had to quit smoking. I was like, man, I want to suck dick properly. I miss, you know? She was on it. Guys do like for you to look at them and do all that nasty shit, you know? I had a dude, he used to like me to blow bubbles with my spit. Yeah, that's some serious dick sucking, girl. You can blow more. And pop it, that's some serious dick. She's like, don't look at me, I don't know. Girl, I went to school with white girls, trust me. I know what y'all do. Okay. I know what y'all do. I learned from the best. Thank you. You guys have paid my car note on so many occasions. Thank you so much. All black girls taught me was how to twerk. And when you got a half an ass, that don't really work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, you know, it's... I'm, I've, I've, I've been in my thoughts. I, I enjoy doing Ladylike because it allows me to, to think about all these sex capades I have. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm actually writing a book coming out in 2020 called Confessions of a Garden Tool. Oh, all right. Confessions of a Garden Tool. And it's just really these sex capades that I have. They're, they're funny stories, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just writing them out, you know? You know, like me being on dating websites and my mom thinks I'm a freak. She thinks I'm out here fucking every man I go to dinner, coffee, sconing with, you know? She's like, you need to settle down and get one man and quit going out with all these men. I'm like, mom, I'm not even sleeping with all of them. Hell, the one I'm sleeping with, I ain't even dating him. We just fucking, you know? Netflix is in chilling, you know what I'm saying? That's a fire stick, come get this dick. That's what we do. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I prefer to date younger guys because older men are on medication and shit, and it affects their dick sequence. You know, it's like you know, you're over forty, they're on blood pressure pills and all kinds of shit, and it takes forever for the dick to get hard or at least stay hard. You know, I don't have time. I like millennials. Somebody has to work this fire stick, okay? Like, somebody has to come and fix this shit so we can start watching the movie, you know what I'm saying? I met a young guy on Tinder, man, he was awesome. But he was also an asshole, too. Like, he invited me over for Netflix and chill and the bastard didn't have a TV. What the fuck? <laughs> Who does that? You know what I'm saying? He was like, we can watch it on my new Galaxy phone. I was like, motherfucker, I'm over 40. I can't see that little ass screen. You know, ain't fucking Cheez-Its and fucking Little Debbie Cakes. I was like, man, this is life. <laughs> he didn't have a 
furniture in this motherfucker just had an air mattress. He didn't even have toilet paper in his bathroom. He just had like random White Castle, Burger King, fucking 7-Eleven. But he had them set up nice. Like, what, do you want it brown or did you want white? Do you want 7-Eleven print on your ass? Like, it's better than having one ply toilet paper. I used to have a guy, he had one ply toilet paper. I was like, dude, every time you wipe your ass, your fingers stink. I know they do. One ply toilet paper is for assless people. Like, that's horrible. But yeah, man, we were kicking it on this air mattress. There's a lot of things you can do on this air mattress, okay? Anybody ever had sex on an air mattress? Woo! That's a good time, ain't it? Woo! Until it ain't, goddammit. <laughs> we kicking on this air mattress, man, you know. It wasn't even a good air mattress. They have some air mattresses that sit up like a real bed. You know, it's like high as fuck. No, this bastard had the 1999 one. It was a twin. It looked like a raft and shit. Like we could go walk around. It was a twin, okay? I am the width of a twin mattress by myself. <laughs> we start doing old school missionary. My legs are on the shoulders and as he's going to town, the fucking air mattress folds up like a hard shell top. <laughs> And we are in this bitch. Now, mind you, I told you I'm the width of the air mattress, so the air mattress was sideways. And we're like this, but the air mattress is like this, so it folds up like this. I'm like, yo, this is stupid as fuck. Get off of me. Get the fuck off me. So then I get on top and I start riding him. Now, this is a cheap-ass air mattress, and he has hardwood floors. As I start my cadence of the scoot, the air mattress starts scooting too. It is scooting all over this fucking studio apartment, okay? Like, I rode this dick to the kitchen and got something to drink. I rode this kitchen to the bathroom and grabbed a couple of napkins and wiped my forehead and his forehead. I rode this dick for 325 square feet, a full studio apartment, okay? I rode this dick from the window. Sites, man. I met a, um, a young guy, he was, he was into like freaky shit. He was like, Nitra, what's your sex number? I was like, shit, I don't know. I'm a seven wet, I guess. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I just do what I do, you know? So he was like, I want you to meet me somewhere. Gave me the address to meet him at a place called Lover's Lane. He's like, listen, you can get anything you want in here. Price is no factor. Uh, I'm gonna get my shit, meet me at the register in 10 minutes. I was like, word, so I've never been in a store like this before. I've been here making casual conversations with motherfuckers like, hi, do you come here often? They looking at me weird and shit, but I'm noticing all the shit on the walls. Like, man, y'all are nasty, y'all don't fuck anything. They had booty holes, pussy pockets, I thought I saw something that looked like an ear hole. I was like, what do y'all want to hear, bitch, coming? Like, what the fuck? It was all kinds of shit. Bunch of dildos on the wall. Now, I looked up and I saw one that was $129 called the Wet Wet 2000. I was like, that's what I want. You know, the, the cheap shit was down low, but the expensive shit is high up on the wall. This fucking dildo was so high on the wall, the lady had to get that little silver stick and be like, which one do you want, ma'am? You said you want a medium size. What color did you want? What color do you want? I said, uh, I guess the brown one. 
the big black balls, the, the Puerto Rican dick, okay? I'm gonna name him Javier. <laughs> so I take Javier to the counter, and I meet Colton at the counter. You know, Colton is like, yo, babe, meet you at the car, I'll see you in a minute. I was like, word, I didn't see what the fuck he got, okay? So we get back to the, his little spot or whatever, and he immediately scurries to the bathroom. I'm trying to lay in the bed sexy with the wet wet 2000 and hold a fart at the same time. I was like, if I let this bitch go, it's gonna, the night gonna be over. I gotta hold this fart in. But I kept hearing a hissing sound in the bathroom. So what the fuck is he in there spraying cologne or something? I was like, Colton, he was like, wait, babe, I'm coming out, I'm coming out. What the fuck is going on? So I'm laying there trying to suck in, got the wet, wet 2000, trying to look sexy and shit, and he comes out, and his dick is bulging through his boxes. And he's like, you want this white chocolate dick? And I'm looking at it like, okay, but it looks weird, because it's coming through the boxes. Uh, Colton was in the bathroom with a penis pump and pumped his dick up to the size of a Coke can, okay? You ever held a Coke can? You know your fingers don't touch, right? Like, I was like, uh, look, bro. I don't have health insurance for that. I have fibroids. I can't have you in there poking and poking and fuck around and causing regular bleeding. Like, I don't have time for this shit. But he didn't, you know, a Coke can is eight ounces, but his dick wasn't that long. It was like a little four ounce Coke can. If you want to stick that in here, we're going to have to let some of the air out that bitch. <laughs> How we going to do that, my black queen? Don't ever call me your black queen again, okay, Colton? How we going to do that? How we going to do that? I was like, I don't know. So I grabbed his balls and squeezed it, and then he farted. I was like, oh shit, and then I farted. And it was like a little shitty situation, but we kept going, you know? That didn't let the air out the dick. The dick was still fat as fuck. I'm like, yo, we're gonna have to do something. He was like, well, I don't know what to do. You know, I thought you would have liked it. I thought you liked big dicks. I was like, nah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I like a, a medium dick. This is too girthy for my girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was like, let me try something. So I grab his dick and I'm taking my fingers and I squeeze his pee hole. And all you hear is, podcast. The stories you've heard have been from Thenya Dunda, Victoria Vincent, and Nitra. If you have the means, I highly recommend that you donate to Black Lives Matter Chicago at their website, www.blacklivesmatterchicago.com. I'm Jenna Gephardt, and this podcast has been produced by me. If you'd like to check out our live show, it happens every third Monday of the month at Cafe Mustache in Logan Square. The live show is produced by myself, Lucia Whalen, and Elise Fernandez. 
and the theme song is from Natalie Grace Alford. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and please rate and subscribe to this podcast, and we'll see you next week.